everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you guys for your continuous support. Thank you for continuing to download and share the podcast. If you have not had a chance, go ahead and go to my website at IamReneeRoberts.com. There you can find all of the episodes. I mean, every last one from the beginning, the inception of this uh, podcast, you can find them all and you can subscribe there and be alerted also If you don't want to be a part of like iTunes or Apple Music or any of these other platforms, my website will do it for you. So just go there, check it out, ironreneeroberts.com. You can also book sessions from me there. Don't forget, I am a therapeutic life coach. So if you need some therapeutic care, come see me. Well, holla at me, I should say, because all of my sessions are virtual. That means no matter where you are in this world, we can have a chat. Yes. And also don't forget about those social media platforms at Facebook and Instagram at I am Renee Roberts. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. I'm excited to get our lives moving forward even further. In the last episode, which I hope you have had a chance to listen to, we began exploring the risk factors of suicide ideation and how faith plays a role in that. Now, I want to further this discussion by discussing some signs of suicide ideation and how we can be instrumental in helping others who are struggling with these types of thoughts. But before we get into that, I always want to be a reminder to you that your life matters. Your life is so significant in the greater picture of life. And if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, this does not make you a bad or unworthy person. You are still worthy of love. You are still worthy of acceptance. You are still worthy of understanding, which I hope this podcast is contributing to in your world in some type of way. Now, let me provide you with this number for the National Suicide Hotline again, one 800 273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Write it down. Make a note of it. If you don't need it now, you may need it later. And if you don't need it now or later, someone you know may need it now or later. I encourage you to talk, talk, talk to somebody that has been trained and that has the ability to Actively listen and support you during this time because your life matters. Don't forget that. Now, let's talk about faith a little bit and where faith fits into all of this. First, let's establish what faith is. Faith is simply belief, guys. When we trim all of the religion off of faith, it comes down to our belief system, what we believe Knowing this, we cannot deny that our belief systems are greatly impacted by cultural and societal norms. This includes our our religion, our society, uh, it it includes our race and family, politics, peers, I mean, you name it. Anything that's in, in our environments, in our surrounding environments, they impact the way that we believe. They impact our faith. And these are the things that 
constantly cultivate our belief system. So we understand that faith is not just this religious uh, um, activity. Faith is actually our belief. I want to ask you a question. What is your faith? What is your belief? Not your religion, but your faith, your belief. And here, listen to this, guys. This is sad and, and a dangerous reality. But the more, more boxed in our faith is, the more detached we become from our realities. Ouch. When we become detached from our realities, we refuse to acknowledge, accept, or explore anything outside of that limited box. That faith box that we have put ourselves into, we refuse to acknowledge anything that does not fit within what we've been conditioned to be in. And for many, suicidal ideation is on the outside of that box because it's how we may have been conditioned to perceive and deal with suicide itself. Let me remind you, just because you have faith and are in the faith does not provide you immunity against suicidal ideation, suicidal thoughts. It does not exempt us from committing suicide. Anyone is susceptible to suicidal thoughts. This is why we must strive to do what's necessary to cultivate optimum health. That's mentally, physically, and spiritually to minimize this susceptibility. Now, as your therapeutic coach, I want to offer some signs to consider and how you can support someone that may be struggling with suicide ideation. So let's get into it. These these signs are not necessarily indicators of suicidal ideation. So don't 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 get nervous as I go through this list, but they are worthy of taking notice of because they could lead down the path if not checked. Once again, let's approach this with an open heart, an open mind, and not a boxed-in, limited religious mindset. Trust me, you're safe. I'm not here to challenge your faith. I'm not here to judge you. I am simply here to introduce you to tools of faith and psychology and, and, and we can learn how the two of these things are so powerful in our world, how they integrate, how they're able to work together for our good. Don't forget, as beings, we are spiritual, we are physical, and we are mental. We are tri-dimensional. So we need both things, psychology and faith, to internally heal to internally reconstruct some things to internally uh move forward all right so i'm going to get into some signs all of these signs uh are things i found during my research and um i'm going to give you 12 signs to consider and then we'll get into a few things on how to help okay so bear with me on this so the first sign is feeling like a burden when you or you know of someone that's always talking about they feel like they're a burden, they feel like they're a weight, uh, those are that's a sign to consider because that person is is now um feeling like they are the, uh, the problematic. They're problematic in the world, they're problematic in a relationship, they're problematic in a in in, in their family. So when you're hearing that, or if you're saying to yourself, you're feeling like you're a burden, you're feeling like you're a burden, listen, I want to encourage you. You are not a burden. 
Just because you may feel down, just because you may be fighting other psychological things, uh, going through other life issues does not make you a burden. I always tell you it makes you human. And when you have the right people around you, they don't see you as a burden. They always are empathetic and willing to assist and lift you up in those spaces. So feeling like a burden is definitely a sign to consider. The second one is being isolated. If you or you know of someone who's constantly or or gradually now becoming more isolated and don't want to be around people, don't want to socialize, that's something to look into and to consider. You know, I think a lot of times we wait too late to start dealing with certain things. And then when they when they blow up in our, you know, blow up in our in our world and and kind of confuse our sphere, uh, we end up in more exacerbated spaces in our mindsets. So being isolated is one of those things to take notice of. No, that is not just a personality situation where I just prefer to be alone. Being alone and being isolated are two different things. Isolated closes off everything and everyone. Being alone is just, you know, I like to be with me sometimes. All right. So we have been, so we have feeling like a bur- being like, feeling like I'm being a burden, being isolated. The third sign to consider is increased anxiety. If you are, if you are finding yourself becoming more anxious, you find your anxiety levels heightening. That's something to look into. Why are my anxiety levels heightening? What am I anxious about? What's going on in my heart? What's going on in my world that's causing me to my, what's causing my anxiety to increase? Something to consider. Another one, feeling trapped or in unbearable pain. Some people, I've come across that in my coaching practice where people feel like they don't know how to get out of the pain. They are stuck in the pain. They feel like they will always be in pain forever. And I'm talking about um, psychological or emotional pain. But this can be any type of pain. It can be even physical pain. So if you, if it's you or someone you know of that's in that space where you're feeling trapped or in unbearable pain, let's let's look into that. Let's consider that. Uh, Increased substance use. You know, also as a coach, I've come across so many of of so many clients that use substances to calm themselves to relax themselves and uh you know i'm not against using aids and assisting you to relax to sleep you know sometimes we need some of those things but we have to make sure they're in moderation and if they're if they're prescription prescribed then they need to be under medical supervision but when we start increasing our you know our our substances to numb our substances to try to escape those are danger zones and we want to make sure that we're looking into why why am i increasing in my substance use substance use could be anything from alcohol all the way to uh harsher drugs such as cocaine or heroin um and you know right now with the marijuana wave even though you know people say it's the earth is natural um you know it's becoming legalized in many places many people are still abusing it because they are running away from the core of their issue it, it kind of slows life down for them. And you don't want to get caught in that cycle. That is a sign to consider because eventually those effects will die off and you still have to face your reality. The sixth thing, uh, talking or posting about wanting to die. 
That's a major, major flag, not just a sign. That's a red flag waving in the wind. If you or someone you know is talking about wanting to die, talking about death, that is something to consider. All right. The seventh thing, making plans for suicide. And only the individuals themselves know if they're making these plans. So if it's you that's making these plans or if it's someone you know of and they've shared their plans with you, that is, that's a dangerous sign. It's something we need to take notice of. And don't worry, in the next section, I'm going to give you some action plans for all of these things that I'm giving you in the signs. Okay. We just mentioning labeling, not even labeling. We just identifying the signs. And we'll get into the help mode, okay? But these are the things we need to be alert of. Um, the eighth thing, looking for a way to, to access lethal means. Looking for a way to access lethal means. In other words, you know, I, how do I get a gun? Um, how do I get these drugs or prescriptions so that I can overdose on them? Uh, because I want this, I want my, uh, the attempt, I want the attempt to be successful. So when you find either yourself or someone else you know that is looking for lethal um, access to lethal means, that is a very, very sad. And you see that the signs are kind of increasing, right? And they're becoming a little more obvious. Uh, we started off not so obvious, but we're getting into the obvious signs right now. Uh, number nine, increased anger or rage. You know, when you find your temperament uh, heightening and you're turning, you're not just mad. You're not just, you know, regular. I call it regular anger, <laughs> humanly angry. You know, they're, they're, now you're angry and enraged all the time. That's an increase. And that is something that you have to kind of figure out what is going on on the inside of me emotionally. Remember, our emotional uh, um, expressions are indicators of what's going on on the inside of us. So we have to take notice of them. I only have three more guys with this. The 10th one, extreme mood swings, extreme mood swings. Now, extreme mood swings can also be attached to other mental health disorders, other mental disorders, right? Uh, but we want to take, if you've never been diagnosed and you don't, you know, you never had an issue with your moods uh, swinging, <laughs> if you find out that now, my moves are not just swinging, but they are extreme, meaning I am gut busted, laughing, happy at this in this minute. But in the next hour, I am low and depressed and I don't want to live anymore. That's an extreme mood swing, something that needs to be considered. Once again, I will give you the help measures in the next session section uh, for these things. Uh, the 11th thing, expressing hopelessness. You know, if you're expressing hopelessness or you hear someone expressing hopelessness, that is definitely something to consider, a sign to consider. And the 12th one, sleeping too little or too much. So some people are suffering from insomnia, but then some people are hyper hyperactive and they are woke. Like they, I mean, they're not, I'm sorry, that is the insomnia. But then some people are just uh, lethargic is the word I was looking for. And they are just sleeping or just, just want to lay down. And in your mind, you may feel like I'm just being lazy, but actually what's happening is you are, you are hitting a low in those moments. And so it's a sign to consider if that's a regular thing, is that if that's becoming a habit, something definitely to consider. 
Now, here's how we can help in these situations. Uh, first of all, we need a strong village, a strong tribe, uh, a strong support unit, because that's what's going to be vital for each of us, every single one of us. Remember, none of us are, are, are immune from this. We all are susceptible to it. Okay. So we all need to have this strong village, this strong tribe. And if you're not the one struggling, you need to be a component in the strong tribe. You need to be one of those people um, within that individual's village that can be of great support. So as supporters, here are some ways we can help. And I'm talking now to the supporter or to the supporter side of you. All right. Uh, First, and I only have six of these. I want, you know, we have to make sure that we are asking clearly and directly about suicide. Do not beat around the bush. This is, this is another one of those cultural norms that we have to break, especially in, in, in the faith norms. (laughs) You know, we, you know, we want to blame everything on the devil. For those of us that are in a Christian faith, we want to blame everything on the enemy and we want to bind the enemy in our minds. But listen, prayer Let me let you know, prayer is good, but it's not enough when someone is struggling on a constant basis with suicide, suicide ideation. Be okay with asking. And um, listen, we're talking about being a part of their tribe, part of their village, meaning you are someone that they're in connection with. Ask them clearly and directly about suicide. What's going on? I'm noticing these signs. I'm noticing these these uh, things that are that you know we just went through <laughs> one through twelve. I'm noticing some of these things. Are you okay? What are you feeling about life? How do you feel about suicide? It's okay to ask. Let's stop being so hush hush about something so important. Secondly, we can help by keeping them safe. We can keep them safe by being a safe space for them to talk, keeping them safe by uh, providing uh, amazing wisdom and direction and guidance during this, this time in their life, keeping them safe by continuously accepting them, loving on them and letting them know that they are of value. The third thing we can do to help is to be physically present if possible, or just you can show your support by listening on the phone or being, we're in a tech age. So being on a video conference or FaceTime or Zoom or just being present with them, whatever you do, don't leave them alone. If you know they're in this state, do not leave them alone. You know, when we love people, when we are strong supporters, we lay aside what we have to do to make sure that we are there for the ones that we are supporting. No, we can't control how they think and what their decisions are. But what we can do is let them know that regardless of what you what you're thinking, I'm here for you. You are not alone. The fourth thing uh, we can do is gently encourage them to speak with the professional. You know, I'm big on the professional help, guys. Gently encourage them to speak with someone. If possible, have some things that you've already researched for them because sometimes they're not in a space to try to research these things on their own. Find some people that they can be maybe interested in talking to. Give them the list of names. Let them go ahead and reach out and you just stay uh, connected with them um, as you are providing them with this assistance. But they may need to speak with a professional. Um, another way we can help is uh, if you think they're going to act 
immediately or quickly. Like you feel like, oh my goodness, the way they're talking, they are going to make attempts. Then help them connect to the super suicide prevention line. I'll provide it again. 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-TALK. Connect them with the suicide prevention lifeline. Don't sleep on it. Even if they've been saying certain things for a while and, you know, you feel like they're crying wolf. Don't listen. We got to take the crying wolf thing out of there. If you're going to be of a support, get them connected to this this lifeline. And then the last help measure I'll give for us is to make sure that you follow up after you have connected them to any type of support. So if you've connected them to the preventive lifeline or you've connected them to a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist um, or a counselor, um, make sure that you follow up with them. Because what this does, it reminds them that you are with them. It helps them feel uh, valued and it helps them also build some self-worth because they feel like somebody else is in their corner and someone else understands them. Now, although this this is the end of my, my compiled list, there are so many more uh, things out there that you can find. I encourage you to do more research on how to support those that are struggling with these types of thoughts because this is no joke. And it's definitely not for the weak in heart. What I mean by the weak in heart, it's hard to support when your own heart is is not in a stable place itself. So it's important for us to stay on top of our own health so that we can be the greatest supports that we can possibly be for those that are in our sphere of influence. My deepest hope and prayer, guys, is that all of these tools that I'm providing are impactful and that they're helpful for you as you continue on your journey of life. Remember, I'm all about healing, self-discovery, and for progress. In addition to that, I'm a huge researcher, y'all. I love, love, love research. You know, psychology, master's in psychology. I am a a, a research lover. I'm in love with research. So everything I bring to you has been taken from multiple, reliable, valid research studies. I would never provide you with foolishness on this podcast. My podcast is not about foolishness. Coltrane only prepares the best for you. Because my goal is to make sure that you are having a therapeutic time as you are listening to what I am saying. Never forget how valuable you are to this world. I want you to not forget that. You may be overwhelmed and you may be exhausted with your current current state of being, but you are not worthless, love. You are not worthless, sir. You are not worthless and you are not crazy. Don't let people drill that into your head that you are crazy. We don't even use that word in the mental health field. See, You see how culture create certain things for us. You are not crazy. You are not insane. You are not out of your mind. What do I always say? You are simply human. All right. You are a precious gem in the crown of life. And I am so proud of you choosing to fight another day. Culture Renee wants you to keep fighting now. Don't quit. I promise you, greater is on the other side of this mental war. Greater is on the other side of this mental fatigue you may be feeling because of these type of overbearing and exhausting thoughts. 
hey, guess what? I got some pom-poms and they are out and I am shaking them and cheering you on. And if you could, could picture me, you know, picture me just shaking them and saying, go, 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 girl, go, boy. You got this. Don't quit. I want you to keep trying every day. Try again tomorrow. You made it today. You made it today. Let's try again tomorrow because you are so loved and you are so needed and you so matter. I love you, fam. And I want you to make the remainder of your day, the remainder of your night as great as you can possibly make it. Until next time. I'll catch you guys later. Have a good one.